I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven podcast, Little Witch Detectives. Hi. Hello. <laughs> it's good to be back, huh? It is good to be back. <laughs> I was trying to think just now, when's the last time we recorded a full episode? And I can't remember, but it was like a while ago, I feel like. I feel like it was like a month ago. <laughs> and we talk every day. So like, we I know do. like what's going on in your life. So it's not like I haven't talked to you, but I don't speak with you on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't often hear your voice except for the occasional Snapchat video. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing okay. Um, you know, taking care of my grandma is pretty uh, rough, but I'm doing okay. Um, since we last recorded, I got a new car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. I, well, it's a new-to-me car. It's not a brand-new car. Um, that still counts. Yeah. <laughs> I, Ooh. um, what else did I do? I got a new laptop. Oh, yeah, fun. So many new things. <laughs> so many new things. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry to hear about your grandmother, um, but I'm glad that you are doing okay. Yeah. And have all these new goodies in your life. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. Uh, real quick, before we jump into the episode, I do want to mention that this episode is sponsored um, by Tasha over at Crafting Witches. And we'll talk to you guys more about that later. Uh, but I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but I guess, why don't we hop into our, I guess we already kind of started our witch talk, so um, I can come up with something to say now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember how long it's been since we recorded, um, but I got a new tattoo. I had a birthday. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot going on with me. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm a little bit under the weather right now because it's pollen season in Georgia and I'm like dying. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a little bit better this morning, but yesterday I literally could not get, when I was done working, I just stayed in bed all night. I just couldn't get up because I felt like I had a cold, but I don't um, have any symptoms of COVID, which is good. Yes. But I, so I know it's my allergies, you know, but craziness. Um, I get my COVID vaccine next week, which is super exciting. My first one. That's um, fun. You know, yeah. there are no appointments in New Jersey, like virtually none. Hmm. I've been on, I'm on every waiting list I can be, um, to get the shot. Yeah. And I just haven't heard anything and I've been trying for months. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I, I'm going through Kroger and I, what I did was every single morning I would log on and then I, they make you like fill out a thing to figure out if you're qualified for the vaccine in Georgia or not. Um, and I do qualify. So I go through that every time it takes like five minutes and then, um, they have you request like your area or whatever. And then you put how many miles out you're willing to travel. So I just put the maximum amount they'll let me. Yeah. And um, I would like surf through and try to find one that had a reasonable time on a day I could go. But every time I would click to make the appointment, someone else had already taken it. Um, so I did this for a few days. And then finally, I was the first one in for one of my appointments. You have to book two at a time, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was super stressful. But I finally did it. And I hope it wasn't a scam. <laughs> Because I have yeah. no idea how I pulled that off. But um, definitely. I'm super stoked. My boyfriend just got vaccinated um, and I'm going to be vaccinated. So, two thirds of our household will be vaccinated, That's which is good. great. <laughs> yeah, um, two thirds of my household is they've had the first shot. My grandmother goes to get her second shot on Monday, and my grandfather goes Saturday to get his second shot. That's awesome. I'm glad that they have access to it. 
and are able to get that done. I think what's going on is that New Jersey is going first by age and not necessarily by, um, like, immunocompromised um, or having another ailment that would make me eligible for the vaccine. Right. Um, So I think that's what's going on because I registered on the wait list before my grandfather and my grandfather got the email and I didn't. (laughs) Mm. So I think that's what it is, which is fine. Um, Yeah. I just want to be vaccinated. I know. I'm so excited. I, um, what they did, they were doing all the different qualifications in Georgia. So I actually didn't qualify until a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, because they were letting all the old people go first. (laughs) Um, but I'm also immunocompromised. So now I do qualify. Thank goodness. But it's literally like, Imagine your favorite brand that's run by like a celebrity is announcing a new drop and you log on and you try to buy the thing Yeah, (laughs) and you have to like fight your way to get it or like Black Friday. It's like that kind of feeling. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, (laughs) yeah, why don't we keep moving on? Would you like to talk about the next thing or start the next thing? So, the next thing that we want to talk about is the hate crimes that happened in Atlanta a week ago, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, something. I can't even keep track, Um, which is sad. Uh, (laughs) But we wanted to talk about uh, what happened um, there with the man um, murdering eight people um, with a gun, six of whom were Asian Americans. Yes. Um, So this happened in Atlanta. And if you know our podcast, I've been listening to us, you know that I live uh, right outside Atlanta. Um, He actually purchased the gun down the street from my house. Um, And then drove 25 minutes into the city and then uh, killed all those people. Um, So it was kind of gnarly around here. (laughs) Uh, And there's been a lot of stuff happening in Georgia even this week that have been kind of crazy. But we really wanted to um, talk about it, I think, to let our listeners know and in general say that we stand by you know, the victims, um, and also survivors in general. Uh, this was clearly like a racist fueled hate crime in my opinion. Um, but it's just not okay. (laughs) And I don't want to get too into the specifics of what happened because I know it can be really triggering for some people. Um, and it's still something that I'm honestly trying to wrap my head around still, uh, because it feels, it feels very different when it's your, the, where you live. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, my therapist asked me on Monday um, what uh, what I was going to say when we got to this part of the podcast. And I told her, I honestly don't know because my, I mean, I don't live in Georgia. For those of you who do listen to the podcast, you know, I live in northern New Jersey. Um, but I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. So I can't imagine living that close to what where it happened. Yeah, and it's just kind of crazy because um, to put it in perspective, in the state of Georgia, if um, someone who is pregnant wants to get an abortion, they have to wait 48 hours or more to be approved to do that. Mm-hmm. To purchase a gun in the state of Georgia, you can walk away with the gun that day. Yeah. Um, there's no, like concrete background checks nothing like that um just kind of what it's like living (laughs) in a southern state which obviously our entire country needs stricter gun laws but like um stuff like this and and my friend kate uh had texted me about this actually but um she was like oh i'm so like shocked this is so surprising or whatever 
And I was like, it's not though. Like this is just yeah. Atlanta on a weekday. Like this is just um, what it's like here. Uh, especially for a racist fueled hate crime. Um, but I, I told her and I'll say it now, I'm, I'm glad that it actually made global news, you know, Um, because this stuff happens every single day all over the world, but especially around here. And uh, we never talk about it. (laughs) Um, So it's nice that, you know, within the past year as well, Georgia's been held accountable a lot for the way that they handle stuff. And it's nice to see people seeing it and it's not all just something that I see (laughs) and like my friends see you know what I mean it's nice that we're having these conversations um and I think it's important especially with the type of podcast that we do to talk about these things um even though they're not always the most comfortable (laughs) yeah but (laughs) um you know I think we really just wanted to say that we stand by the victims and I should have written all of their names down to read out loud today. Um, but maybe we can leave that in the episode notes. Um, but yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, no. Cause like Mm -hmm. I said, I really don't know what to say. Um, without, sounding like a cliche um repeating um buzzwords and stuff like that and I don't want to do that I feel like it's also annoying like for me I'm always confused on how to approach things like this because I am walking through life as a white woman um And I'm like, do I talk about it or does it look privileged if I talk about it? How do I educate myself without, I don't know, abusing my privilege as a white person to do so? Um, Exactly. And I'm still learning. So if anyone is listening to this and you are a person of color and would like to help me learn how to better be educated, I would love that. Um, Yeah. That but, goes for both of us because we're both white. Yeah. I um however when we post about this episode coming out in a few days, I will also do a post maybe with some uh resources if you're looking to get involved with the stuff in Atlanta or in general. There's a lot of um good Asian awareness resources out there that I could uh Post so if you follow us on SVU Coven, I'll have that up uh, sometime in the future. <laughs> yeah. All right, want to move on to some lighter things? <laughs> um, actually, I have one more thing Ooh. that I want to cover that's not as light. <laughs> okay. Um, about a week ago, right after everything happened in Atlanta, um, in the SVU fandom, somebody. I'm not going to say names. Um, If you know, you know. On Twitter, somebody posted something comparing sexual assault to being blocked on Twitter. And I just want to say that to every survivor, not only in the SVU fandom, but beyond, um, if you saw that, I'm sorry you had to see that. Um, I, we stand by you, we believe you, and we hear you. Absolutely. Um, was that the tweet, too, that they uh, tagged Marishka in? That was the apology. Oh, uh, right. Because yeah. I, remember th- I remember looking at that and getting physically exhausted. <laughs> yeah. The um, apology, Marishka, was tagged in it, as was... I think Wolf Entertainment and Joyful Heart Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So. Well, I appreciate I that. I wanted I, to talk about that real quick. Yeah, I, sh- I should have included that because um, if you follow Coley on Twitter, you know that they got pretty involved in uh, 
coming out and supporting survivors in that situation. And I thought it was really cool, especially in the, the fandom that we're in. Um, I can't believe when people do stuff like that. So. Yeah. It's, it's pretty disheartening. Mm -hmm. Especially again, considering the fandom that we're in. Yeah. Um, So now do we want to move on to lighter stuff? Sure. Speaking of the fandom we're in. (laughs) Speaking of the fandom, um, there is a new episode coming out this week when you listen to this. Um, On Thursday, uh, there's a new episode of SBU, and there is the series premiere of Law & Order Organized Crime. Yes, and I am... Beyond frustrated because I don't have a way to watch it live, so I may have to watch it the day after, and I'm going to be so upset. Um, as you know, I feel like we have to give this disclaimer most of the time, but we are not stands of the Maloney of it all. Um, no. but I am excited to see this, see what they do with this Elliot and Olivia reunion. Um, and yeah. I'm also interested to see what the new show will be like. I can't guarantee that I'm going to like like it and continue to watch it, but I'm interested to see how they're going to write it. I just want to know. It feels like closure <laughs> yeah. for that abrupt exit of his, and so I, I'm excited. I, I'm going to watch the first episode, maybe the first two, because Marishka's in the second one as well. Mm. Um. But uh, I don't know if I'll watch beyond that. Um, yeah. <laughs> like like we said, we're not Maloney stands. Um, I personally don't like him, and that's my prerogative. Um, I just... There's been things that, that have been tweeted that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because there was a time when I was in love with Chris Maloney. <laughs> um, like in high school, I was in love with Chris Maloney. I had pictures all over my wall of Marishka and Chris Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there were things that came to light, like interviews and jokes that were made on Facebook by Chris Maloney um, on his public, like, like page um, that I didn't agree with, and it kind of shattered everything for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I fought for a very long time to be a fan of his because I actually followed a lot of his other work outside of SVU. Um, but he's he's just... Like, if we were the same age, I wouldn't be friends with, like, (laughs) we wouldn't be friends in real life, you know, that kind of vibe, Um, because we just don't see things the same way, and that's okay. Um, But I think you can't, it's hard to separate him from SVU, especially in the episodes that we're covering at the moment. Uh, So we do have a lot of discourse about him, um, and I'm very... Elliot Stabler as a character is also a person I would not be friends with, but I did truly love him for a long time, for a lot of my life. So I am interested to see what they do with him. Um, yeah. However, once we get From past the... the peak, it sounds like nothing's changed. Yeah, it, it sounds like he's probably going to be the same, and I expect nothing less, truly. <laughs> but um, I do also like... I respect the fact Marishka's homies with him um, because that's her prerogative as a human being. And she knows him in person and has a long history with him. And so like uh, no judgment from me to her there, but it is the way they interact with each other is quite cute. I will give them that. Yes. Um. (laughs) Again, like Katie said, they know like she knows him in real life and maybe he's not this way in real life. Maybe he's putting on a facade for Twitter. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know, but just from the information that I have, that we have, I personally don't like him. 
Yeah. And that's not hate. That's just me saying I don't like him. Yeah. And I don't have to. And that's okay. I mean, the majority yeah. of people I know aren't really, aren't huge fans of iced tea, but I will freaking die on the hill of loving iced tea. I love him. I love that he's so outspoken and an asshole on Twitter. Like, he's a pretty chill dude. He's so, like, like I just, real life. so, like, I, you know, I think, um, I don't judge anybody that likes Chris Maloney. I just, we're just not here for the Maloney of it all, and that's okay. But I am excited to watch the new episode of SVU this week, as well as Organized Crime. It's not an organized crime anymore. I may not watch it, and that's okay. <laughs> we're here to support our queen. Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm excited either way. Oh. Me too. Well, do we want to hop into our self-love affirmation? Yes. Okay. As per usual, I pulled this one from Mantra, but then I added a little something at the end that my shaman Jess always says to me, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, Um, but I needed to hear it, so I wrote it down. Um, But our self-love affirmation this episode is, everything that is happening right now is for my ultimate good. Everything is working out best case scenario. Um, I think, especially now that we're entering or we've entered Aries season and we've got the Libra full moon tonight, um, change is upon us. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're in a new astrological year and um, I can feel the change happening in my life. Just so many moving parts are shifting around. And I think I get overwhelmed with change. <laughs> Um, yeah. it scares me. <laughs> so I try, I'm trying not to be negative about it and instead be like, okay, everything is working out. Best case scenario. This is happening right now for my ultimate good. Everything that I manifested has to come to me, but how am I going to get there if I'm not doing the work? Um, yeah. so I think when things are radically changing in your life, or even if everything's the same and maybe you're getting bored where you are, or maybe you're going through something stressful. Just remember that everything that's happening in this present moment is to help you become the amazing person that you are now and are going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to say affirmations out loud to myself every morning. And everything is working out. Best case scenario is one of my favorite ones to say. Um, yeah. Because it is. And if you, it works if you work it, right? If you believe it. It's the truth. Um, yeah. Even in your harder moments, I think. So if any of the witch detectives are listening to this, I hope that that helps you feel a little bit lighter. And if you're not driving, um, take a moment to breathe deeply and close your eyes and really sit in the present moment. Um, and we love you. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, man. All right. Should we jump into our episode? Yes. <laughs> I feel like our intros are getting longer and longer, but I also feel like everybody likes that. So, like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Um, all right. So, once again, well, let's talk about what we're covering today. Season one, episode nine, Stocks and Bondage. Um, I pulled the summary from our favorite IMDb. <laughs> uh, not sponsored, but would love to be. Uh, We need that on a (laughs) t-shirt. I should have put that on my Tumblr. I like the one. So if you go to our Instagram, Coley got ordered a Tumblr with our logo on it. And then it says anyway, back to the squad room. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is my. We say it so much. I was thinking about abbreviating it in the notes every time we were in the squad room, but then I didn't, but I probably should have. Um, But all right, so our summary. Benson and Stabler look into the murder of a respected derivatives trader. Their investigation takes them into the world of bondage and sadomasochism. Fun, fun stuff. So we open up. Oh, um, maybe a trigger warning for this episode. It is a little bit graphic. Um, Yeah. So if you're not into that kind of thing, fast forward to the end and we'll have a really cool tarot reading for you. 
yeah. but it's pretty graphic through the whole thing, the way that they talk about it. So just a heads up. <laughs> yes. Um, so we open up to a girl that hung herself from her bed. Uh, they make a lot of comments about her various piercings that she has. Um, her name's Layla Briggs, the detectives, um, prior or the detectives that came before SVU was called had opened her robe to examine the body. Um, and then when they realized that it may not have been a suicide, they called SVU, but it's kind of frustrating because they, that would mean they tampered with evidence, right? Yeah. So, um, but like, um, like the guy said, he assumed it was a suicide and he had to, um, he had to examine the body. Yeah. So, so they, they did everything the way that they were supposed to, but it's a little frustrating on the back end for Elliot and Olivia. Yeah. Um, from here, we jump into the squad room for the first time this episode. Um, yes. Munch is making jokes about people that have piercings, saying that they go on to get tattoos and basically go on to be terrible people. Um, and this is a very Chris Maloney moment to me because he he's like, Oh, are you judging me or something? I can't remember the exact line, but Chris Maloney has various tattoos that are not Elliot Stabler's. They're his. <laughs> and yeah. also for the record, Richard Belzer has tattoos too. Doesn't he? He does. He has two. <laughs> um, that I saw. He may have more. Yeah. So I just thought, but... I thought it was funny because, um, Elliot's kind of conservative, in my opinion. So um, it, they were just playing together. But something I got frustrated throughout this episode is how judgmental people are about piercings and tattoos and yeah. sexuality. <laughs> um, Listen, I've got five piercings and <laughs> 18 tattoos. Yeah. And I am not a terrible person. At no. least I like to... Well, no, we both, I mean, I have my nose pierced and my dace doth pierced, and I have three tattoos, and I'm planning on getting more for the rest of my life, probably, so. Yeah. Um, for the record, we're not judgmental here at all. Um, no. But this episode is a little bit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was funny because Elliot comes out and he's like, oh, are you saying I'm going to fall down that, like, hole or whatever? And kind of puts everybody in their place, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, Cragen gets on to Olivia for admitting information because she wants to wait to talk to the ME. She says there's not enough info. Um, and that the victim had willingly endured wounds uh, and that she was pierced from head to toe. Um, I can't remember what Munch said, but he was being judgmental again, <laughs> as per usual. Munch said something like, um, something about killing your fellow man. Mm-hmm. And then Olivia yeah. was like, or woman. And I was like, word, feminism, what up? Um, <laughs> Olivia and Elliot um, visit Layla's mother. And her mother says that Layla's father died when she was 15, uh, that they talk a lot. They had spoken just a week ago. She had no signs of depression. She was happy with her job. Um, they don't talk about super personal things. The two of them kind of just have like a surface level relationship. Uh, and her mom said that she had seen Layla's piercings, but decided not to get upset because she didn't want to rock the boat. Um, and she didn't want it to quote unquote get worse, mm-hmm. but like, there's nothing bad about piercings. No, my... My family has a, I think this is why this episode irks me so much, but my family is a little bit, the older people in my family are a little bit judgmental of piercings and tattoos. Um, and I will say to you, if one of my family members was like, do not ever get a tattoo, I would go out that day and get a tattoo. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I understand where my, she's coming from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, um, my grandparents don't like the fact that I have facial piercings, um, but I do, and <laughs> yeah, um, when I went to go get my nostril pierced, um, it closed up, I need to get it re-pierced, but when I get went to go get my nostril pierced, I literally said, all right, I'm going to get a hole punched in my face. <laughs> I, the first- My grandmother did not 
find that as funny as I did. I think that's hilarious. I um, The first time I got my nostril pierced, I sent a picture of it to my brother. And I was like, look, I have a diamond booger in my nose. And he did not think it was mm. funny. But I was like, this is the funniest. This is peak top tier comedy. Okay. But, exactly. It's um, as funny as I get. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just feel like life is short and if you want to express yourself with tattoos or piercings just do it people say tattoos are permanent but if you you really could get one removed if you desperately wanted to um or you could get it covered covered up up, whatever the case may be life is short do what you want to do like (laughs) i don't know and you know what you know what tattoos may be permanent but so are children word so like (laughs) Pick your battles. Um, so from here, Munch and Cassidy go to Layla's place of work. Um, I can't figure out what they're exactly called, but they're essentially an insurance company, right? Or like, I feel like they're an insurance company for things, for for stuff and for things. Um, yeah. Like, when I say things, I mean, I I don't mean, like, they're an insurance company for people or cars. I feel like they insure Mm -hmm. stuff like diamonds and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, if anyone knows the logistical term for that, please let me know. Um, Because derivatives trader makes sense, too. But it could fall under a lot of things. Anyway, they go to her place of work. Munch asks a lady that works there about Layla's cash flow, wondering if the amount of money she made made her enemies. Uh, They say that Layla was well-liked. And then uh, I can't remember what she says, but Munch says this line where he's like, in our line of work, we frown on obstruction of justice, meaning that he doesn't really believe her. They were were talking about um, Sholing, Mm -hmm. and they said oh, we'll need her number. And uh, the woman that they're talking to said, um, in our line of work, we frown upon uh, incoming calls because they distract from Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, And that's when one said, well, in our line of work, we frown on obstruction of justice or we... Yeah. So the lady they were talking to, I believe her name is Amy. And yeah, I think her name is Amy works at the insurance company. And then um, Layla's manager is Sholing. So those names will come yeah. up in the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Olivia and Elliot are now at the Emmy's office. They're trying to find out if Layla was sexually assaulted. The robe she was wearing was perfectly clean, spotless, like fresh out the dryer. Uh, meaning that she was redressed after she had been killed. Um, yeah. So from here, they go to Layla's mom's house again, and they tell her it wasn't a suicide based on her. Um, and this is when Layla's mom comes forward and says that she walked in the room after Layla had been killed and dressed her with the robe and called the police, which means that she also undressed uh, what Layla was wearing and had thrown it away. Um, and for perspective, it was a BDSM type outfit. Yeah, it was leather Mm -hmm. type outfit. So from here, the detectives go and get those clothes assessed. I couldn't tell. It was confusing to me if they had the act. They did have the actual clothes, right? Um, Yeah, they had the actual clothes. Yeah, so they went and got them and had those clothes assessed to see what she could have been wearing. Um, totally clean there's not a lot going on with that outfit however one piece of it was rattling so they open up that piece of clothing um and it was filled i it wasn't a piece of clothing it was a whip it was a whip okay i thought that it was because they were like pulling all of the stuff out of like the pile and it looked like something that would strap around your legs but no i'm pretty sure it was a cat of nine tails mm-hmm. all right so but i'm not They open up the (laughs) rattling piece and it's filled with like worth of diamonds. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the squad room. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, basically the diamonds prove that Layla wasn't alone, um, when she passed away and they also find out 
in this scene that she was a frequent uh, customer at various sex shops and stuff. So Cassidy and Munch head to one of the sex shops that Layla went to very often. And uh, the lady that works there, I can't remember her name. Um, She says that Layla came in with her boss's girlfriend one time. And Munch asks if it was a redhead. She said, no, it was a brunette. And Munch is like, oh, well, we've got a different girlfriend. Um, My favorite part about this scene is that uh, Cassidy flirts with the sex shop lady. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so cute and so very young Dean Winters. (laughs) So very baby Cassidy. He's so cute. He just, like, gives her, like, this look (laughs) and she's, like, into it. And it's it was just kind of precious. Um. So Olivia and Elliot head to a diamond store now. Uh, the guy at the store directs them to David McEwen, um, basically saying that this guy uh, sells diamonds to just about anyone. Anyone that has money, he will sell them to. Um, yeah. They find out from David that Layla bought $9.5 million worth of diamonds, saying it was for her work in high finance. Um, Layla had paid with a corporate check signed by her supervisor which i believe is showing right okay. yeah um but can you imagine nine and a half million dollars worth of diamonds literally no <laughs> i can't imagine 9.5 million dollars worth of anything but <laughs> yeah um but it's fun that's like a lot it's so much and to have it in her little whip slash strap thingy i like, just carrying that around, I just couldn't... Like, I get nervous when I have a $20 bill in my purse. <laughs> like, when I went to go buy my car, my car was used and was about $4,000. I had $4,000 in cash, and I was, like, terrified. And I was like, I've never held this much money in my hand before. Right, no. Because, like, something about a credit card doesn't, like, my, like, a credit or debit card doesn't feel, like, if that gets stolen, you just freeze the account, right? But, yeah, like, if you're carrying cash or, like, diamonds, (laughs) I would be scared every second that I had it on my person. This is why I don't carry cash. Yes. (laughs) Also, I just feel like... I'm such a people pleaser, but, like, when I buy stuff with cash, I feel bad for the person having to take my cash and then count everything because it's a lot more work yeah. on their part. <laughs> so I always feel bad. Well, I offered to I offered to pay for my car with my debit card, but he's like, no, the credit card reader takes, like, 2 to 3% of my profit, mm. so. That makes sense. And I didn't have tax, so it was cash. Well, also, whenever I make a purchase that big like that, my credit, my like bank is like oh no no too much money why are you what's happening is this fraud and then it turns into a whole thing so sometimes it is easier to use cash but anyway that would make me so nervous 9.5 million dollars of diamonds insanity (laughs) um from here we have olivia and elliot doing a walk and talk which is my favorite thing the detectives do um, Munch calls Elliot and tells him about the two different girlfriends, which is Sholing and Amy. Um, from here, Elliot and Olivia go back to Layla's office. They ask about Layla's check she paid for the diamonds with. They're directed to Frank Martin's office, who's the like CEO of the company, in- invented the company. Um, yeah. He is very forthright about himself and kind of meanders on about like why he started the company and this is the company's first computer and all this stuff that the detectives literally do not give a shit about. <laughs> like could yeah. not care less. Um, the detectives are like, I do. Can we stop talking yeah. about the company and just answer my questions? Which, like they were very respectful to Olivia and Elliot's credit because they at the time weren't like, super suspective like that he wasn't like on trial or anything but they did look mildly annoyed however I think it was nice how they were just kind of like that's nice anyway (laughs) like they weren't mean to him about it they just moved on um but they ask uh Frank Martin about Layla's spending um and 
ask if they know that she had used like corporate funding to spend a lot of money on sex gear, diamonds, things like that. He knew about all of it. Um, and he specifically knew about her buying the diamonds. Um, and he said something, he said, they're like, you don't have a problem with her using a corporate credit card to buy, you know, sex gear and, and whatever. And he's like, what's the difference between paying for somebody's country club membership and paying for whatever Layla was into? Mm -hmm. And he has a point. Yeah, yeah. A country club membership is just more socially acceptable. acceptable. Yeah. Um, He also says to them, like, if you have any questions about these expenses, it's all in our financial report. Yeah. Layla managed the endowment and they didn't use the money up front. So it was kind of rationed out. Um, but he also says he didn't care what Layla was doing as long as the charity that they worked with is funded. Um, yeah. They ask Martin if Layla was interested in him sexually or mad at him in any way. He says no. They ask who she was dating. He says he has no idea. Not his thing. Um doesn't want to get sued for sexual harassment. <laughs> um, yeah. And from here, we jump back to the squad room. And I just had to point out that Olivia is drinking a coffee at her desk. And she just looks so cute. And I couldn't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's the cutest mug of coffee I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Cragen says to look at the records of the nonprofit charity that they work with. Um, Elliot calls the guy... They they call the nonprofit guy, um, calls him out for Layla embezzling the money and him signing off on every single report. Uh, they suggested that he killed Layla, but he denies it. He says that Martin was laundering money and Layla was the bag man. Um, and then when the detectives push him a little bit to find out like why he was working with Layla so closely... Um, it turns out that he was into burning himself and that's why he got along with Layla because she was accepting of that kind of thing. Um, and from there he directs them to Anna. Yes. Okay. Uh, before we move on, we actually have our first little ad break. Isn't that exciting? Yay. It's so, exciting. so exciting. Um, so let's just jump right into it. So as witches, we are always looking for communities that inspire our journey in magic. And we have found this wonderful new page on Instagram called Crafting Witches. This is an all new community created by Tasha from Vandera Jewels, who is a personal friend of mine, um, which allows you to engage, learn and find other like minded witches. This page is all about social sharing, education and witchcraft. Right now, she has a giveaway happening that will allow you to join the Crafting Witches community for free as a Coven member. Normally, the membership costs $7 Canadian dollars per month, which is only $5.59 US dollars. <laughs> the Crafting Witch membership will grant you access uh, to a variety of new skills and practices each month that are exclusive to the Crafting Witches community. With your membership, you will also gain access to guided meditation practices, one new kitchen witch recipe, four weekly tarot spreads, and one guided spell work practice with a monthly focus, such as the seasons, astrology, and the Sabbath celebrations, all allowing you to delve into a world of magic and wonder. You will also receive an exclusive monthly offers on crystal gridding, meditation tools, and crystal healing jewelry from her sister page, Vandera Jewels. If that sounds exciting to you, you can head over and be one of five winners crafting witches, of Crafting Witches and delve deeper into your magic as a magical being. Um, she also has an offer for you wonderful witchy businesses out there. For only $5 Canadian dollars, you can sign up as a business patron of Crafting Witches and have your work featured each month on the Crafting Witches community page, as well as on Bandera Jewels, reaching thousands of viewers. Tasha will even work with you if you'd like to boost your witchy branding and promotion on Instagram. Find a community of witchy artists and businesses and work together to promote your craft to the world. 
To learn more about these offers or to enter to win a free membership, visit at Crafting Witches on Instagram and follow today. So as we are recording this, the giveaway has not gone live, but it will go live on Sunday. And this episode will be up on Monday. So you will still be eligible to enter if you're listening right now. Hop over to at Crafting Witches on Instagram and enter to win a free membership. And we should note that this goes live Monday the 29th. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Tasha and Crafting Witches, for sponsoring this episode. Yes. Thank you very much, Tasha. Woohoo! So now let's... Anyway, back to the squad room. Actually, we're not going back to the squad room, but I just wanted to say it. <laughs> um, so we've just been directed to talk to Anna, who um, used to work with Layla in some capacity, I believe. Um, she was a man. Yes. So Anna hasn't seen Layla for a while. She says that Layla was a submissive and that their master kicked Layla out. When they ask who the master was, they say it was actually Frank Martin. Um, and then she gives them info for one of Martin's victims who he had um, abused his power a little bit with them. Yeah. So basically what happened was because Layla was... Frank Martin submissive they both got kicked out um because Frank Martin hurt one of Anna's mm-hmm. girls um so we are back in the squad room now in one of the interrogation rooms and it's actually Cragen doing the interview which I find interesting um yeah but he interviews this woman about Frank Martin she uh is Asian and immediately asks like, Oh, is this about immigration? Because she doesn't, uh, you know, want to be kicked out of the country. And Cragen assures her that it's not. And then she, uh, tells him that Frank Martin had threatened her because he knew that she was in the country legally with a belt and she blacked out. And while she was passed out, Martin had bailed on her. So she is hazy on the details of what happened due to being passed out. Um, So from here, the squad goes to arrest Martin's ass and they get to his office and all of his files had been shredded and everyone was gone. Um, Anyway, back in the squad room, Cragen is fired up. (laughs) Angry Cragen is my favorite Cragen, I have to say. I love when he's pissed about something. Um, He's pissed. Olivia says, "Okay, we've got to follow the money. Jeffries comes in and let me tell you something. Jeffries is not in this episode very much, but every time she comes in just full on badassery, like (laughs) just love her. Um, But she comes in and she found out lots of people were investigating Martin outside of SVU and she got an address for an auditor. So Olivia and Elliot go to talk to the auditor and um, he said that his last name is Tucker um, so Tucker said that is his, that I his think last so. name or is it his first I name? I think it's his last name. They keep calling him Tucker I through the whole thing. I always thought it was thing. his first name. Yeah, I always thought it was his mm. first name. Because I, I think at some point they said something else and I, um, like as a first name about him, but it could have been his last name. Maybe he's one of those guys that has two first names. Um, maybe. Regardless, Tucker, the auditor, says that all of Martin's, um, transactions and assets it was all legal so far that he could find um he doesn't know where martin is he gives elliot all the evidence and addresses um of people to talk to and at that same time the diamond dealer from before got a call about a woman looking to sell diamonds and here we approach my favorite scene in the entire episode um because it's a munch of her undercover moment. And these are my favorite. You know, I'm a munch stan. These are my favorite things that munch does. But um, so because the diamond dealer called and said, hey, you know, someone's a woman's coming to look to sell diamonds. Munch and Cassidy go undercover and take his place for when she gets there. Um, it's Sholing that shows up, which we know is Layla's supervisor. And Munch is undercover doing a fake accent as John DeMunch. <laughs> and um, Cassidy's kind of 
acting like a bodyguard. Which this is pretty funny because it reminds me of a future episode that Ice T is in. Um, but it just cracks me up. But anyway, she believes that John is like this big seller or whatever, munch, I should say. And um, she tries to buy diamonds from him and they bust her and bring her back to the squad room. So, uh, Shuling is pretty adamant that she doesn't know where Martin is. Um, they take her address book, her planner, what have you, and find that she was meeting over and over and over with David Kelp, which is the guy from the nonprofit charity that likes to burn himself. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, uh, they decide that they need to go talk to him because it's evident that she talks to him a lot and she admits that he's her boyfriend. Um, and as they're walking out, Munch is like, hey, can you guys take this to Olivia and Elliot because he has an appointment with his phrenologist? Um, I don't know why that was added. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. figure out what the, the point of that was. <laughs> I had to look up what a phrenologist was because I didn't have any idea what that was. Yeah, what is it? Apparently, it's somebody who studies the shape of the skull. um, Okay. To find out psychological things about them. Interesting. Well, it made... I knew it was something, like, not like your typical doctor, I guess, because the way Elliot and Olivia reacted when Munch said he had to do that they were like making fun of him almost because it was very like off brand of Munch to say that he needed to do that. Um, but yeah. I, and he said it was like feng shui for your yeah. head. And I don't know. Munch is just like, not that kind of, but anyway, um, I don't understand why that was put in the episode. It just seems so irrelevant. Like they could have saved the minute and a half that took to, I don't know it was weird Um, but like go off Munch we love that for you Um, so Olivia and Elliot go back to the charity office and they find that Kelp had been shot in the head Um, so they head back to the interrogation room to tell Sholing what had happened Um, Sholing says that it had to have been Martin that killed Kelp because he had threatened Sholing previously that he was going to do that she ha- used to be a stripper and Martin made her into an exotic ideal. So they met at a strip club and um, he gave her this like career and lifestyle and everything. Uh, so yeah. now that she knows. And Shilling is it even no, her Shilling real is name. not her real name. Um, I don't remember what her real name is, but no, it was something Shilling. super white. It was like Angela or something. I think it was Angela Yeah, that sounds right. It was very, like, not what you would think. Anyway. um, Yeah. She, now that she knows that Kelp has passed away, she tells the detectives where she was planning on meeting Martin after she bought the diamonds. Um, They break into the address that Shilling gave them, and they find the auditor guy, Tucker, um, from a little bit ago. And, um... He's sitting there in his robe, like, eating. So the detectives start talking to him. Tucker says that Martin left an hour before uh, they showed up. Uh, Tucker had been to Layla's apartment after Martin killed her. He thought that he was going to get to have sex with her while Martin was there. Um, Essentially, you know, Tucker tells them that Martin introduced him to women and money. Uh, There's a heavy theme here about Southern men um not really experiencing life they're from tennessee or uh, tucker's from tennessee and he says his life back home had been pretty dull so martin had introduced him to this brand new world uh he saw layla was there uh and had died and he booked it out of there olivia tells him that they have the diamonds elliot asks where martin went Um, and Tucker says that Martin went to Amy, which was the redhead from the office, uh, at the beginning that had talked about Layla. So, yeah, they go to talk to Amy and Martin had been there and he had beaten her up and tore her house up in a fit of rage, really. 
uh, and stolen one of her unused plane tickets and had gone to the airline. Olivia and Elliot find him there, bust him, take him back to the squad room. I'm not going to lie. When I read the the notes, I read it as Martin beat Amy and tied her house up. And I was like... <laughs> Tore, tore her house up. <laughs> tore. Um, so this scene is actually pretty interesting to me because it's not the appro- the typical, well, it might be a typical approach, but it uh, wasn't the approach that I would have taken. <laughs> um, but Olivia and Elliot bring Martin to the squad room and sit him down like at their desks. And then they order food and they're like casually eating. Um, and they make up a fake story about going to see Elliot's brother and that he works in the stock market. And Martin says, like, oh, let me know if he needs any advice or whatever. They give him food. They offer to get him coffee. They talk to him really casually about Layla um, in a way of him being, like, a homie. He's helping them out to solve this crime, like, whatever. Um, But he catches on towards the end of the scene and says he's going to call his lawyer. Um, But it's fascinating because usually they play bad cop, bad cop. (laughs) So, yeah. I just think it's funny. It's weird to it's weird to see them playing good cop, good yes. cop, because usually usually they're both bad yeah. cop. It's um, unless Olivia needs to use the fact she's a woman, uh, which she does sometimes, and then she'll be sweeter. But most of the time, both of them are because they both have bad cop. a lot of anger, <laughs> so it comes out. But not all the detectives do that. Um, some of them do play good no. cop, bad cop, but Olivia and Elliot, why they work is they both do bad cop really well. So to see them both play good cop is a little unsettling in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so in the other room, Munch and Cragen are talking to Amy and, uh, Cragen says that he's going to give her full immunity, uh, if she rolls on Martin basically. And she explains that they met, she met Martin in a bar um, and that she knew that Martin got off for strangling women. Um, And the reason that he didn't mess with her is because she was kind of into that kind of thing. And he liked to strangle women who struggled against him that did not like it. Um, She said that Martin and Tucker, when they were younger, would tie girls to trees and sit in the woods laughing. And when she says this, it indicates that um, Martin was also from Tennessee and grew up with Tucker. Uh, she also points out that the girls that they would tie to trees and laugh about were black women. Um, they mm-hmm. use the phrase colored girls is uh, what Martin would call them. Um, I didn't make a note of this or did I? I believe this is when Jeff... No, she comes in later. Um, Yeah. So Elliot confronts Martin now about calling Tucker himself. They have his phone records. Uh, Olivia accuses Martin of Layla's murder um, and basically says that, you know, everybody's ratted on him. They turned him in. Um, According to Martin, however, Tucker was the one that choked her and Martin was having sex with her. Tucker didn't stop when Layla stopped consenting so there was a moment where it was evident that she was not okay with this anymore was worried it was going too far and tucker didn't stop he kept going um yeah in the other room now after this evidence came to light munch and cassidy are talking to tucker cassidy gets angry um, and this is my one of my favorite moments in the episode. Jeffries breaks into the interrogation and she calls out Tucker for being a racist and lets him know that Martin rolled on him. Yeah. The way she does it is exquisite. Chef's kiss. Like, just amazing. Um, and something yeah. I think also is important to note is that um, this cast in this show at the moment is primarily white. Um and right. so it's wonderful to see Jeffries come in and just call people out on their shit, especially because Tucker and Martin are from the South. <laughs> so yeah, it was just wonderful. Um, 
Martin, you know, asks Munch and Cassidy, like, what does this mean? Or Tucker asks Munch and Cassidy, what does it mean for me that Martin rolled on me? And Cassidy says, oh, it means you're going to hang, which I also think um, is a beautifully written line. (laughs) Um, And then Dick Wolf. (laughs) Um. Dick wolfed out. My friend Grace for my birthday, she I sent you a picture of it. I need to post it on the Instagram, but she bought me a beanie that says executive producer Dick Wolf, and it's my favorite thing ever. Like, yeah. Uh, um, I have a dad hat that it's says so that. good. It's just so good. I kind of want it on a coffee mug, to be honest. Um. Okay. So, yeah. I have so many mugs, though. Like. I shouldn't have even bought this tumbler, no, it's but so cute. I loved it. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I I have so many mugs that it takes up two cabinets in my kitchen. <laughs> so yeah. I don't need more coffee mugs, but I want them. Um, so we can jump into my tarot reading really quick. I actually am going to be doing an oracle reading and I know I do this every time and I need to stop but I'm using my moonology cards and here's the reason for you people that think I don't have another tarot deck which none of you think that but um tonight is a Libra full moon and so I felt like using the moon cards so we can see what's up I'm just gonna shuffle really quick and see what happens um also, if you guys listened to my last mini-sode, I pulled a card. Um, but when I listened to it, the recording cut off in the middle. Um, but it's not doing it for everybody that listens to it. So I'm not sure what happened. So if you listen to that episode and it cut off in the middle for you, um, DM me and I'll pull a card for you. Because <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Yeah. All right. So... I, what fell out was full moon in Aquarius, um, which is not full moon in Libra, however, a fellow air sign here. And it says, show the world the real you. Um, I really like, I, uh, it's always crazy how fitting these cards are for our episodes. Um, but I think a lot of this episode that we just covered was about societal judgment. Um, <laughs> And so I love this because if you, it's like show the world the real you, don't be afraid to express yourself. Aquarius is a very unique sign, which if you haven't listened to our astrology corner episode, <laughs> you wouldn't know, but go listen to it and you'll learn all about being an Aquarius. Um, but they're yes. often beat to their, they beat to their own drum and they're not afraid to be exactly who they are and take up space in the world. Um, and so I love that energy for this episode um you know if you feel trapped in yourself and like you're not being yourself I always and it's okay to not even know who you are because I feel like I'm still learning who I am every day but never stop Mm -hmm. learning and never stop growing is what I'm taking from this card and never be afraid to be who you are because who you are in this moment and in future moments and in previous moments was wonderful and beautiful and amazing. Um, yes. So I love that. <laughs> um, I think that was quite fitting for our episode today. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the moon, o- moonology cards, you can get them. I got mine on Amazon, uh, but a lot of people sell them. They're by Yasmin Boland. Um, and it's a 44 card deck and it comes with a guidebook as well. Um, I kind of yes. off-road it. I don't use guidebooks, but if you're into guidebooks, it's there. All right. So that was our episode. That's our episode. Look how good we're doing on timing. <laughs> we did so, so good, good on, on timing. timing. Even with a, lo- a lengthy Crazy. intro. Um, so if you like the show, you want to be part of the show, you want to ask us a question and have it answered on the show want to be a guest, what have you, sponsors, ads, anything like that, you can shoot us an email at svucoven at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at svucoven and join our Discord. We haven't been doing much in the Discord lately, but I'm excited to get that 
ramped back up. We have a tarot channel. Uh, we watch SVU live together on there. Just like anything SVU Coven, you'll find it there. It's free. Um, you can find it on our social media or maybe a link in the episode notes if we remember to put it there. <laughs> um, yeah. And worst case scenario, you can always DM us and we'll send yes. you a link. And hopefully we will both be watching SVU live on Twitter. Um, I am at Rose Catholic on Twitter and Coley is at Coley Marie X, right? Recent yes. username yes, change. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going for just Coley Marie, but apparently somebody already has that and they haven't tweeted since like 2014. If that's you, delete your account. um but yeah thank you guys so much for listening i'm excited to connect with you all again and have a full episode back out uh we hit 500 listens recently so um i've we hit 550 yeah that's true 550 so i know you guys are out there and listening and bopping with us um and i'm really grateful and i'm really excited that we're back to recording um is there anything else you want to say no all right well that's our episode yay all right. blessed be little witch detectives blessed